Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. At the right price. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think what, what they're going to remember for is they won the SEC championship and they won 43 games and they had like, what, one guy on the all-SEC all team? It's very rare. You win the SEC championship and, you know, you look at Florida, what, they had five, a couple of second-teamers? I mean, it was something else. And so it was just a bunch of guys that played as a team and they won a championship, you know? Hope they get celebrated in 10 years, you know, and they come back and, you know, I bet they're all doing something pretty good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a fun-filled show today, reacting to everything that happened over the long sports weekend, for us at least, here on Out of Bounds. As I know that uh, there's been plenty of discussions going on, especially with Razorback Baseball which uh, unfortunately had their season come to an end yesterday as uh, they drop another game to TCU. And uh, TCU moves on to the Supers. And Arkansas has a season uh, that was filled with a SEC regular season title as well as an SEC Western title and had a lot of, uh, had a lot of things to deal with like injuries and, and all of that. But uh, still a season to remember and for a lot of different reasons there too. So uh, it's one that I know everybody wishes that it could have kept on going. Uh, especially the players. In fact, uh, no one more than the players wanted this season to continue on. But baseball is a funny thing, and as I always say, it's a cruel mistress too. But still, uh, we want to talk about that and recap the season and also uh, have, a, have a last interview with uh, one of our uh, favorite NIL interviews that we've had here on this show, and it is Hunter Holland. And he joins us right now on the Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to McCard's Barbecue here in the state of Arkansas. And Hunter, uh, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Oh, doing good, guys. Doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, I know that you're doing good now. Maybe wasn't doing so great yesterday, man. And uh, just uh, kind of walk us through over the weekend. I know uh, you got to go for a little bit there in the Fayetteville Regional, and uh, I know you've been battling some stuff too, but just uh, kind of what's your overall uh, feeling and synopsis of uh, what happened over the weekend and uh, why uh, TCU was able to just uh, have so much, have so much of a great performance. Yeah, um, you know you got to give credit to those guys, man. They they, uh, you know, when we played them at the beginning of the season, they they were the hottest team in the country. You know, they came into the to the tournament and just beat beat everybody really bad. And then you know to the middle of the season, uh, you know they had a rough stretch. I mean, Braden Taylor's. I mean, he's going to be a, I mean, a top guy in the, in the draft, and he was batting, you know, 250 at one point, and you know, uh, then they, then you know, they go to the Big 12 championship and they get hot, and and it was everybody. It was one through nine, and it seems like that when a team gets like that, man, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who they played this weekend, they were, they were going to find a way to win. So, uh, you got to give props to those guys, and uh, they, I mean, they were seeing beach balls up there, and having really good at bats, they had great approaches and you know, I, I wish nothing but the best for them and hope that uh, you know, since they're the ones that knocked us out, they might as well just go win the whole thing. So um but man, I think I think that 
you know, we, we beat we we beat a really good Santa Barbara team and or Santa Clara, excuse me. And um, you know, that those guys were weren't a layover either. They were they played really good baseball and um arms were really good and they and they could swing it. Um you know, the the regional was fun. My you know, first regional experience at Arkansas was uh definitely something that I'll never forget and um, it was a uh, it was a blast getting to play and play in front of everybody this this year and uh, I hate that it's over. Hunter, you started the first game against Santa Clara and then you were able to close that second game against them. What's the mindset after that first game? You started, you didn't throw a lot of pitches, but just knowing your availability throughout the weekend. Yeah, it's, man, it was tough. Uh, just been battling, uh, just been battling this, this injury and. Uh, we knew that we were gonna we were gonna start hitting, you know. On that, we were down two zero when I came out, but we're not you're not just gonna hold our lineup for too long. And we knew that Will could go in and, and get out. So it was like just you know try to get me out of the game, you know, and uh, stay off stay off the leg for a little bit, and that way I can come in and get some outs when it mattered and to, to get us a win. So or or you know end up starting the game again. Um, when it meant a little bit more, you know, later on the weekend. So um, I, I think it was just part, kind of part of just trying to play, play you know, play the game, uh, play, you know, keep, keep me feeling a little bit better than, you know, going, you know, wasting, you know, game one. Um, so I didn't like coming out because I didn't leave. Got in. I really have a good day, but uh, I, I, I get it, and I, I got what uh, Coach Van was trying to do. So now, Hunter, just kind of looking back on, on the season that you had as a Razorback, I know it's, uh, you know, had, of course, like you said, a lot of ups and downs, but uh, just uh, what are you going to remember about this year uh, as a Razorback and also maybe some of the, the highlights that, uh, and the moments that you'll remember in your time here as a Razorback this past season? I would say the biggest thing I'll remember is just, you know, all these guys that, you know, we we – we had a bunch of junior college guys and uh, we knew what it took. We knew uh, the hard work that, that it took to get, you know, just to this point. And then uh, all the junior college guys and, you know, transfers we got are definitely all the junior college guys came from, I mean, I played, I think everybody that came from the junior college, I played with in the Juco World Series last year, you know? So it was guys coming from winning, winning programs and guys that, you know, like, Hey man, you know, you get the, we were all going to play, you know, at Arkansas, and it was like, we want to go win. You know, he wouldn't come in, you know, scared to compete. And, I mean, within, you know, a month of being here in the fall, we all, you know, just that we enjoyed being around each other and enjoyed each other's company. We just, you know, sit at the field uh, for hours and hours and just talking and, you know, playing ping pong tournaments and, you know, just hanging out, and I think that was that's probably the part that I'll, I'll enjoy the most. Is I've never been a part of a a team that was this good with so many guys that are going to play the game for a long time, and and how close we were. So that that was special. That was, that was awesome to be a part of. Did uh, battling through some of the, the things that you had to throughout the season, whether as a team or the pitching staff, for the most part, where you had to fight through some injuries, did that help and develop? that sense of closeness that you guys had yeah for sure it was uh it was always you know we got hit with jackson and we had cody and then brady and then you know this guy's gonna be banged up for a few weeks you know so it was it was always jackson went down that's i mean at least 80 innings right there you know in the year and it was like every single one of you have to be five innings better like you have to give us five more good innings because we got to pick him up and then Cody Frank went down. He was probably on pace to throw 100 innings. And it was like, everybody's got to be five five innings better. And then Brady went down, you know, the same thing. So it was always just, you know what, it, it happened. And uh, we, we got stuck in the moment. But, you know, the next day when we got to the field, it was like, all right, we got to go. Like, if we if we want to if we want to do what we know we can do and how deep we were on the mound, we, we, we knew that we could do it. So just put our head down and, you know, Get, just be better. Just try try to be better. Go go deeper into games, and uh, it worked out, man. We were one of you know four teams to win the SEC, and and that that's just that's crazy. That's crazy to say, and I, I was, I mean, it's awesome. And I got to be a part of it. 
We're speaking with Hunter Holland, a Razorback pitcher here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to McCard's Barbecue here in Arkansas. So, Hunter, obviously coming into this year, you may have had some expectations or maybe some things that uh, you wanted to work on. And uh, now that the season's come to an end, what are some things that you may feel like that you've really learned or something that maybe you've gotten a lot better at overall since your first time arriving on campus to this point in time now? Yeah, I would um, I would just say that like the more that you pitch, the better you get at you know knowing the game, you know knowing the inside and out, knowing uh, learning hitter swings, knowing knowing what to throw and counts, and um, you know what I try to tell you know the younger guys that are you know still learning how to pitch, they're really talented, um, have really good stuff. But, you know, you got if a guy hits a leadoff single, it's like okay, like don't think oh. There's a run on first with no outs. Think, okay, I'm about to, I'm about to try to get the next batter to hit and do a double play ball within the first three pitches of that bat. So you know, I just learned how to shift your mindset and when stuff goes downhill to to be a positive. Um, if a guy hits a leadoff triple, it's like I'm about to punch punch two out and then the guys gonna hit a pop up instead of you know being down about a guy hitting a leadoff triple. So it's just uh, it's always staying positive and. And knowing that the game is gonna, it's going, it's good. You're gonna go back and forth, and it's gonna be tough, and uh, just just figuring your way out of it, and, and just just competing. Hunter, uh, we we've discussed you going to JUCO before, but um, how did that experience? How does it compare? First of all, going from there to Arkansas, and then you know these steps along the way. How did that help your career overall to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing was that I just went on the mound for you know I was on the mound for two years at San Jack, so you know coming and playing at Arkansas it was it was uh you know here's my shot here's what I've been working for so now I just gotta I mean put my head down and continue to work and uh, you know just just you know keep doing the little things right and you know competing inside the strike zone and uh, it's been. It's been awesome, and 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 I mean, if I didn't go, if I didn't go to if I came to Arkansas to high school, I probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't have pitched. Um, if I did, it'd be very, very rarely. And it's just, it was big. It was really big for me to go. Like I came into Arkansas already at, I mean, a, a hundred and fifty innings in college. So like, if I didn't have that experience, you know, I wouldn't be as composed on the mound or. You know, like to, to, to get better, you have to go through it. You have to, you have to just be on the mound. You have to fail. You have to remember what it feels like. That way, you can learn from it and be better. Hunter, I also know you talked about the the teammates that you have and, and the and the close knit group that it was this past season. But uh, tell us about the relationship that you'll uh, have with Matt Hobbs and also just Dave Van Horn and uh, that that process. Obviously, they recruited you and you felt comfortable enough to to go into that situation and have them uh, get you ready for that next level. But uh, what was that uh, process and that building of relationship like with uh, not only Matt Hobbs but also Coach Dave Van Horn? Yeah, man, it's been it's been an absolute honor to play to play for both of those guys. They've uh, just the chance that they that they gave you know a, a junior college kid that was okay, and uh, it, it was it was unbelievable that you know they gave me the opportunity to come here, and um, I bet it on myself, and I was you know I wanted to come to a place to where. I, I didn't know if I was going to get the pitch or not. And I, I wanted to go to a place to where we were going to win and we were going to be really good. And, uh, so coming here, and uh, you know, I step on step on campus and I, it, I'm competing against Jackson Wiggins and two All-Americans uh, with Hagen and Brady. And then, you know, we got Cody Frank coming from Nebraska and, of course, Will, Zach, you know, all the older guys that have been here for a while. And so it was, uh, it was like, here it is. And it was like, if you want it, um, go get it. And they gave me every every chance that I, I could have ever wanted to, to be successful here at, at, at Arkansas. And um, I, I, would, I wouldn't have done anything different. I, I was supposed to come here, and, and it worked out. Well, Hunter, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, because I know that it's, uh, it's pretty new and fresh with the season coming to an end. But as far as your future, uh, is that something that you're, you're going to continue to think about, discuss with some people as far as the next step that you take, whether you return or whether you move on? Is that something that uh, you've thought about or at least gotten into, or is it something that uh, you're, you're going to wait a little bit till you start making some of those decisions? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm definitely I'm thinking about it, man. It's uh, it's I, I don't get me wrong. I I, I 
I mean, I want to throw a baseball at bomb walkers. I mean, I want I want to keep throwing baseballs. So, and I and I want to do it at Arkansas, but it's just it depends, man. I really don't know. It's something I guess I haven't really thought about too much, but um, don't be surprised if I'm in an Arkansas uniform again. I know Razorback fans would love to hear that for sure, man, because uh, it's been a it's been a great journey, and it's something to, that everybody, of course, uh, uh, loves not only watching games of Bomb Walker, but I know players love playing there too. So uh, I, I do have a question though for you, since I know we've only gotten a few interviews with you since you've been on the Razorback baseball team. But something I noticed in one of the interviews that you've had on video is that you were wearing a New York Yankees hat, and that's something we haven't really discussed with you. Is that your team? Are you a Yankees fan? Uh, are you just more of a, a player guy? Just uh, what's your approach and your look at as far as Major League Baseball and maybe some of the, the teams and players that you like? Yeah, I'm de- I would say I'm, de- I'm definitely a, a players a players fan. Um, I like, I like you know, really a bunch of different pitchers from a bunch of different teams. I've never really had just a team that I like. Like, I'm not just a Rangers fan or an Astros fan or a Yankees fan. Um, I'd say I probably I'm, the biggest team I'm a fan of is probably the Dodgers just because um, I've, I've liked a bunch of pitchers for the Dodgers, and so I was, I'd always watch the Dodgers and um, but no, I, I would I would just like hats. Really, I think that's a that was like a 50th anniversary Yankees hat, so I just liked it and I bought it, so I wore it. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not really just a, just a fan of every any team. Who who are some of those favorite players that you enjoy watching right now? And then maybe even some of the players that you watched growing up that really inspired you to be the player that you are now. Yeah, I would say I would say right now my favorite my favorite guy to probably watch is Framber Valdez from the from the Astros. Um, he's uh, he's he's unbelievable. I mean, personally, I think he's one of the I mean he's one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, and he doesn't even get talked about a lot, so it, it's unbelievable to me. Um, but he's like I mean he's like ninety five, ninety eight with sinkers, and then he has the best curveball in baseball. I mean, just strikes everybody out, it's, and it's fun to watch. But uh, Growing up, it was always because like, I always threw a little sidearm and always cross. I always, I've actually straightened it up a little bit, but I used to cross my body really, really bad when I was when I pitched. And just the older I've gotten, it kind of cleaned up. Um, but so, Chris Sale was always my favorite to watch. Um, and then every time Chris Sale pitched, I watched, and uh, it was just it was all it was amazing to me how you throw a hundred from down there and you're crossing your body it was like this guy's unhittable and then the older i got it was uh it turned into josh Hader. um i, I loved watching josh Hader pitch is just because it's different and it's funky and um it's something that you know i want i want to do one day is just be able be able to be able to have a kid look up to me like i look up to the you know those guys that that are just just unbelievable at throwing a baseball so were those maybe guys that uh, you you modeled yourself after a little bit? Because obviously you're your own guy and you're your own pitcher yeah. and everything. But was there a particular one of those pitchers you just mentioned, or a different one that maybe you saw him like, yeah, I like the way he stands, I like the way he, he winds up. It was there any of those guys that you looked at? Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'd say Chris though a little bit just because I, I knew I crossed my body, so I probably try to do some things like him. But play the truth, I've always just tried to. My pitching coaches growing up were awesome. It was uh, it was always telling me, dude, you should just stay athletic and um, like don't try to don't think about mechanics too much. Like just be be an athlete. You know, fill the ground ball at shortstop and throw it to first, and that's how you need to pitch. Like don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. And you know, of course, the older I got, you know, it gets a little bit more complicated because you try try to do you know different stuff, getting better, or whatever. But at the end of the day, you just have to be an you have to be an athlete. And, uh, it's hard throwing a baseball. It's hard being repetitive and, you know, throwing every pitch in the same arm slot. And, um, you know, the easiest way to do it is just throw everything like a fastball and just be, just be athletic. So that, that's what I try to do. And uh, that, it, that helped me out a lot is just, you know, not thinking about mechanics and just thinking about, you know, I'm going to lift my leg and I'm going get to get the home plate as fast as possible. Hunter, what's your best pitch and what would you like to add to the arsenal? I would say my best pitch this year was uh, probably my cutter, and that's a pitch that I started throwing two weeks after the season started. And um, I just got a you know really really good feel for it for some um, for some reason, and then I threw it a lot. I mean, 
towards the end of the season, I didn't even I wasn't even throwing fastballs anymore. I was just throwing, you know, ninety mile per hour cutters and just trying to make the ball move just because I couldn't really push off with my my back leg and um, it was one of those things where all right, I'm not I'm not gonna be blowing it by anybody, but I'm gonna hit spots and, and make the ball move. So um, the cutter really saved my season, to tell you the truth. It's it was a pitch that I could still throw a little snow firm and um, I could throw, you know, sliders and curveballs and change-ups off of it. So um, if, if my cutter, if I could land my cutter, you know, inside the righties on their hands and then, you know, throw everything else off of it, it I, I, had, I had some really good outings. So um, the, the cutter was cutter was my best fit this year. Well, listen, Hunter, we really appreciate you joining us uh, throughout the last few weeks, man. It's been an honor to just talk to you about uh, all the different games and the performances and just the team and the journey and everything. And uh, regardless, uh, hey, if you come back to Arkansas next year, we'd love to have you on once again and have McCard's Barbecue sponsor you here on the show. But if you decide to, to take your talents and move to the next level, then we'll wish you nothing but the best of luck. But either way, man, we do wish you the best of luck and really appreciate you joining us each and every week here on Out of Bounds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate all having me on, and uh, th- thank you all for, for the support of the baseball team, and um, y'all, don't, y'all don't know how much that, that we enjoy it, so um, I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. We appreciate you, Hunter. Have a good one, man. Y'all too. All right. Again, that was Hunter Holland of the Razorback baseball team joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to McCard's Barbecue. So how about that? Listen, he's a great interview and a great uh, insightful guy, and uh, you know, he, when I asked him what he's doing the next year, he, he put it out there. He's like, got some thinking to do, but don't be surprised if you see me in a Razorback jersey next year. So yeah, that was a, that was a highlight, and it was a good way to recap the season. Yeah, just talking to him and uh, putting a nice bow on everything. Absolutely. So we appreciate him and appreciate McCard's Barbecue here in Arkansas for making it possible for us to have Hunter Holland on Out of Bounds each and every week. We will take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to your Rage Rog update presented by True Service. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. Major news broke this morning as the PGA Tour, Wiv Golf, and DP World Tour all agreed to merge into a yet-to-be-named company. The deal will combine the PGA and the Wiv commercial businesses and rights. Stay tuned throughout the day for updates from the merger. In the NBA yesterday, a lot of news revolving around the Mavericks came out. First up, Kyrie Irving has consistently expressed his desire to remain a Maverick and is unlikely to take a discount to go to another team. On top of that, he's recruiting LeBron James to Dallas. Although sources say that move is unlikely to happen due to the Mavericks not having the pieces to complete a trade. Then news came out that they are looking to gauge Jeff Van Gundy's interest in becoming an assistant on Jason Kidd's staff. Van Gundy was last a head coach in 2007 for the Rockets. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Lift Truck Service Center has been serving the state of Arkansas for 50 years with your forklift and heavy equipment needs. Lift Truck offers a wide variety of brands such as Unicarriers, Princeton, JCB, and many more. Their service department services all makes and models and keeps a wide variety of parts in stock for fast and reliable service. For rentals, sales, parts, and service, contact Lift Truck Service Center today at 501-568-3330 or visit them at one of their four locations in Little Rock, Russellville, Van Buren, or Springdale. The year is almost halfway over, and you're still dealing with that knee and hip pain. Enough is enough already. Pills are not the answer. Surgery is not the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. With the summertime coming on right now, you want to be able to live your best life, right? The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pains. You can do all those summer activities that you used to enjoy. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right to those achy joints so your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. The treatment is truly revolutionary. Patients across central Arkansas are having life-changing results and there's no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have pain in your knees, your back, your shoulders, your hips, you need to stop what you're doing right now and call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Once again, that number, 501 501- 222 So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors, ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. 
This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Congratulations to Noah Embry of Greenwood High School and Haley Lowe of Bentonville High School for being named the All-Arkansas Preps Outstanding Players of the Year in cross-country as chosen by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They are among the 400 Arkansas high school athletes who will be honored at the All-Arkansas Preps Award Banquet on Saturday, June 10th, sponsored by CHI St. Vincent. The event is emceed by Steve Sullivan with special guest David Basil and keynote speaker World Cup champion Carly Lloyd. Find out more about the athletes selected or to purchase your tickets for the event, visit allarkansaspreps.com. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. That's tradition right there. Brew hat. Yeah, beer hat. Oh, no! Battles deep into the night! That's left the stadium entirely! On 1037 The Buzz. out of bounds here on a reaction tuesday folks and one thing that i gotta tell you though with the beautiful weather that we're having in summertime being officially here the month of june being officially here you need to go and check out guatney chevrolet with their finest of vehicles i was out there this morning actually getting an oil change on my 2020 chevy silverado got to talk to grant for a little bit and i'll tell you this is this is what i love about guatney chevrolet is not only did i get my vehicle there which i love my chevy silverado but when I need something done or if I need a service or, or whatever it may be, they're the ones that come and reach out to me, and they get it going. My sales guy, Grant, he did that for me. It wasn't something that I called the department and said, hey, you know, get, get me on the schedule somewhere, and they're like, yeah, hey, we'll see if we can pencil you in. The salespeople that you buy your vehicle from will take care of you even after the sale. And he got me in this morning, got the oil change, and not only that, but he was kind enough to hook me up with a loaner so that way I could come back here to 1037 The Buzz and finish the work day uh, and I get to go back tomorrow. Like that, That's just not something you get at any other dealership than Guatney Chevrolet. I know we talk about all the great inventory that they have and all the great deals that they have each and every month, but that's something that I know means a lot to many people, myself included, that if you are somebody that can not only sell me a vehicle but remember that and remember to keep me and uh, make it personal and have a, have a relationship like that, that's something that's really special. So Guadney Chevrolet provides you for that. So go check them out today. 1301 TP White Drive there in Jacksonville, uh, right off there at the Gregory Street exit. You can shop them online at GuadneyChevrolet.com, and I promise you you'll get the same treatment that I got. And in fact, they'll probably treat you better because every single time I go in there, there's a lot of trash talk getting thrown around. So they'll probably treat you even better than how they treat me. But either way, go check them out today, Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Pretty sure there were probably quite a few questions as far as the baseball team. Oh, yeah. And uh, the season ending as far as some of those conversations that happened at Guatney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking that, like, when I walked in there, I was like, okay, I got to prepare myself. I got I to see how this is going to go. And then I see Grant. And, you know, Grant, Grant's great. Like, Grant's, Grant's over the there. ultimate Razorback oh, fan yeah. also. Yeah, he, he's already just saying, man, you know, I hate that that ended like that and everything. And then as time goes on, uh, I, I see some of the other guys around there too, and they're coming up to me. And some of them are, uh, let's how, how should you put it? Some of them are a little bit more understanding, maybe, or maybe a bit more rational. And some of them are just like, man, I, I you know, just blow up the program, you know, all that. But it's like, but it's funny because it's just they're all sports fans and they're all Razorback fans, but they're all Arkansas people. You know, I mean, and that's that's the thing at the at the end of the day is that 
Uh, they're from Arkansas. They live here in Arkansas, and they they know Arkansas. So, yeah, it, it was fun to, to to catch up with them and uh, to hang out with them a little bit. And man, they they got the little change done. I just got to go back and pick it up. And uh, I know that uh, every time I go there go there for service, man, they take care of me, and that's big. That's really big. So, uh, but yeah, I can't wait to to get over there. In fact, I. Uh, I don't know if they won't want me saying this, but man, they they were like, I was like, hey, and I didn't even see. That's the greatest thing is I didn't even ask for a loaner. It was just like, hey, uh, do you want a loaner vehicle? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to get back to work on time because we have some uh, some video shooting that we have to do. Even though it ended up being now instead of uh, this morning, I'm wondering. I'm going to blame Acre for that one. No, I'm blaming. Playing. But either way, uh, hook me up with the uh, the suburban. Now I'm like nervous. I'm like I'm driving this thing. I was like, man. This is uh, this is this is pretty highfalutin right here. It's a nice vehicle. Well, the purpose of that also is you fall in love with that vehicle, mm-hmm. and now maybe you want to upgrade. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, they're always going to take care of us and uh, make sure you're driving quality vehicles, especially if you need to get some kind of service done. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, that's why uh, Guatney is the place to go. And uh, like I said, can't wait to go there, pick up my vehicle, and uh, razz them a little bit. And like I said, probably got uh, Grant texting me right now, just uh, giving me a hard time about it too. So. Uh, but, yeah, it's always good to be out there uh, as well. And, again, appreciate uh, Hunter Holland uh, in the previous segment joining us and, and diving into some of the things and some of the discussions that he had with uh, not only this year as a player but uh, as a team and moving forward. And I thought it was really uh, the way he put his answer as far as uh, what his future is going to look like. Uh, you know, kind of, I don't think that it was in any sort – because he seems like he's really real with us. Like, he's always very real with us. He's always a guy that if we ask him a question, he gives us an honest answer – and, uh, you know, it seems like he, he's made it personal. And even when we asked him about, you know, the teams that he likes and everything, uh, he, he's let us know about it. But uh, just the fact that, you know, he was talking about his future and his discussions and, and what he's got to think about. So don't be surprised to see me in a Razorback uniform next year. Nobody needs to take that as like, oh, he's coming back. But I think that just knowing how close he is with his family and knowing how important of a decision it is, and I'm sure he's going to get with Matt Hobbs and Dave Van Horn and, and everybody involved. He wants to make the best decision for him, and if going pro is that that decision, and if uh, that means you know taking his talents to that next level, or if it means coming back for another year and joining us here on Out of Bounds because uh, we're you know he's got great NIL opportunities too, that works too. But still, uh, I'll I'll be really fascinated to see because if they found a way to get him back next year, I mean they're already going to be a really good team. But man, you talk about uh, people really really being excited about the depth that they would have at that pitching staff. Assuming they all stay healthy, Hunter Holland getting him back would be huge for them. Big decision decisions available, and uh, he mentioned that. So he's going to go through the entire process and feel it out and uh, kind of see when the MLB draft comes along, you know, what what's the result there? Where does yep. he get drafted? What's the money that's attached to it? And then what's the best possible situation for him, whether it is returning or going to the MLB? From that point... But uh found it really interesting also when just talking about some of the players that he watches, mm-hmm. not only right now, but he picked a really good one as far as the one that uh, he grew up watching in Chris Sale because he said that uh, it's a similar style to the way he pitches, and that kind of inspired him by seeing a guy at the highest level that has that same style that he grew up pitching. Well, that, and I feel like that's, you know, we talk about players and when they get to a certain point, you know, who they looked up to or who they want to model their game after and everything. You know, pitching's one of, kind of like hitting, where you, you got your own style. You got your own way of doing it. And there's not one right way of going about it. You know, that you see uh, how they approach it as far as, um, you know, where do they, how they wind up. You know, do they kick their leg way up in the air? Do they do a little sidearm? Do they do overhand? And, uh, like all that, so I've always been fascinated just to see and hear some of the names. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, with, what what Hunter Holland said, like there's a lot of people that probably don't know who that is, or maybe haven't really know what type of style he is. But I guarantee you, if you go and watch maybe some highlights of him, and then stack him next to like Hunter Holland and the way he pitches, you're like, wow, okay, you could probably see the resemblance, you see the similarities between the two, and it makes sense as to uh, why that works for him because Hunter Holland's a, a phenomenal pitcher and is doing a great job right now, and. Uh, I'm sure that that's uh, something that's probably helped him just trying to model his game after someone great like him, too. It was also also interesting hearing from him from the standpoint of his best pitch. And he said yeah. he had to adjust that this season based on not being able to push off on his back leg, that he had to adjust it to become the cutter. And that was something that he added to his game. But he said that actually it saved a season and being 
able to make that adjustment and make that his best pitch this year. Yeah, and, and I'll say this because I know that uh, his mom gave me the go-ahead, so I, I won't try not to you know, get anybody uh, mad at me or anything, but uh, I know that since he's had that injury and he's had it down to his leg, uh, there was a lot of times where he had to just battle through and, and get you know a lot of pain killers to try to get, get through what it was. They didn't injure it anymore or anything like that, but it is going to be something that's uh, probably going to require surgery. Uh, that, that, that The season has ended, and he's going to need it uh, there on his leg, and uh, they're going to try to work through that and see, uh, you know, what the try what the rehab is like and what the time frame is like for him uh, coming back and being ready to go. But that's something he dealt with a lot this year, just like it seemed like everybody on the team with injuries. But shows you the toughness of him, where you know he was able to have the successful year that he did, and you know he's got on his plant leg like when he's winding up and he lands, that's the leg that he had so many issues with. And you're talking about a guy that had a complete game. Like, he had that going on in a complete game that he had. So, uh, he's a great pitcher, but also just shows the toughness that he has, too, to battle through that and still have the success that he did this past season, too. That's something else that's going to factor into the next decision as far as what what his next step is. Because if he's having to go through the the process of having a surgery and rehab and come back from that, that could factor into do you go to the MLB or do you come back to Arkansas? That's something else to take into account oh yeah i mean that's something that i'm again talking with his parents talking with his family uh again they're a close-knit group and uh you know seeing uh, his mom who uh you know god bless her she's she was in a wheelchair because of uh, uh an attack it was kind of a, a freak accident but uh kind of got knocked over by a dog and had to have uh you know some some things done to her leg and everything out there so uh, you know, she's, she's had to suffer through her own kind of injuries in, in a way, too. But, man, she didn't miss a game, did not miss a game, still got out there, still was watching it, and, uh, you know, still still was uh, cheering them on from, from the very get-go. And so, uh, but, uh, she, yeah, she, so she was awesome and very supportive. So, again, when you got a great family like that, you got a great talent, you got uh, great opportunities that are in front of you, too. Uh, it usually really works out for guys like that or particular players like that, too. So, we're Hunter Holland. Uh, when he goes through those discussions, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he ends up deciding. <laughs> again, selfishly, I just want him to stay at Arkansas, not only because it's great for Arkansas, but I'd love to keep interviewing him next year if we can set that up with McCard's Barbecue. But I think it would also just be uh, a great story for him uh, to just, you know, really, he's already been very much loved in, here in Arkansas and, and beloved and all that. But think about what uh, type of impact he could have if he came back next year at Arkansas and not only had a great year, but got him like back to the World Series and was maybe uh, one of the key contributors in the pitching rotation for that. He could be uh, truly remembered as one of the all-time greats if he ends up doing that, too. It would be good to see him return, but ultimately you want him to make the best decision for him, which players are always going to do, but that's what people on the outside have to remember, Mm -hmm. that not only are they making the best decision for them at the time, but you support that decision that they make because they're making the best decision in their own interests and you know as somebody that's outside of their circle you have to be able to live with it and support them along the way and that's why i wanted to make it very known that's like hey if you come back to arkansas everybody's going to be tickled as can be i mean it's going to be an exciting time but if you decide to move on with your career if you decide to go pro people are going to love you still because you're a razorback and you gave it your all and, and you had a had a great year and uh, you seem to really embrace the fan base, and the fan base really embraced you. So uh, no matter what his decision ends up being, I know a lot of people are going to support him and be happy about it no matter what. It kind of goes hand-in-hand hand also with him talking about liking certain players and maybe becoming a fan of certain teams. We know that people, they follow Razorback baseball, and then when these players are at certain teams, it gives you a sense of following that team now just to mm-hmm. follow the former Razorbacks that are part of that team. Yeah, because a lot of people are like Hunter Holland. may not have a favorite team, but they got some players that they like. Race, former Razorbacks could be some players that you like that ends up making you a fan of those teams there, too. So we got one final segment coming up, and it is three and out. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. Fellas, June is National Men's Health Month, so it's a great time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. It's where I got my levels checked. 
It's typically completely covered by most health insurances, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an in-office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Tired of making those long hauls and missing your family and friends? Heslip Concrete needs CDL drivers here in Central Arkansas. Weekly direct pay, great benefits, plus bonuses and local routes, so be home for those birthdays and special events. Apply today at ConcreteDrivers.net. Go to ConcreteDrivers.net to apply. Again, go to ConcreteDrivers.net. If you have a Class A or B CDL, you can start hauling today. Apply at ConcreteDrivers.net. That's ConcreteDrivers.net. Sayonara, adios, que sera, sera. No matter how you say it, it all means goodbye to yet another Gravely Mower Spring Tour. And what better place for Morning Mayhem to close it out than Sheridan at MPE? That's right, it all wraps up this Friday morning live from beautiful Sheridan, Arkansas from 6 till 10 until next spring. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. Our is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. Congratulations. You're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agents Chad Kesterson in Arkadelphia, Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, or Blake Jumper in Benton. When the game goes into overtime. But... The game goes into overtime. The choice to enjoy is easy. Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Arkansas fans, listen for sophomore pitcher Hagen Smith weekly during The Zone, presented by John Mark Goings with Allstate Insurance in Jacksonville and Cabot. John Mark can take care of your home, auto, RV, boat, life, and commercial insurance. With John Mark and Allstate Insurance, you are always in good hands. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for Three and Outs. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And to be honest, there's a few uh, stories that we did miss out on when we were talking about what's trending in the world of sports. But uh, one of the things that, at least in the uh, NBA side of things, which you got coaches that you know are kind of changing out here and there, but uh, Phoenix Suns reportedly hiring David Fisdale as an assistant coach, luring him out of the Utah Jazz's front office with a substantial financial 
Deal. So how about that? Uh, Fizdale, who's been in the league for a long time, of course, has been a head coach before and everything, joining as an assistant coach. Looks like the Suns are trying to get pretty serious about it, and hiring him is definitely uh, one of those big names that you feel like will benefit them, especially with the talented roster that they have right now in Phoenix. Yeah, he was uh, at one time one of the most sought-after assistant coaches to become a head coach, which he did, and now um, going back to the assistant ranks, which he's done a great job with for a long time, And maybe he gets another opportunity to become a head coach again soon. Chase Young is participating in Commander's OTAs, and he's missed some time over the past couple of seasons with knee injuries, but he says now he's he's good to go. He's ready to go as uh, they're in the OTAs. Training camp is next month, but uh, it looks like he's on the right road to getting back on the field in the NFL here for the upcoming season. I know a few people were reporting it, uh, at least as of yesterday, but still just want to keep reading it. It, it makes me laugh. That, uh, Kyrie Irving reached out to the Lakers star LeBron James in attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason, and uh, he desi- desires the Mavericks to explore acquiring LeBron James to form a big three with Luka. That would be interesting. That would be quite the story. I don't know if that actually is something that would end up happening, but... Uh, it'd be fun to talk about and fun to dream about, especially if you're a Mavericks fan. It's like, hey, there's a big three for you. But, man, wouldn't that be the story of LeBron leaving L.A., heading over to Dallas to join Kyrie and Luka? Yeah, because it's always been thought that Kyrie would join LeBron with the Lakers, and now Kyrie's trying to turn the tables hmm. and possibly getting LeBron to come to the Mavs. But that's not likely to happen, according to sources that are close to it. DeMar Hamlin, he uh, recently... He he put on a CPR clinic, and he had a hand in uh, teaching people how to do CPR. And uh, so that's something that is vital, especially it was a life-saving deal for him as uh, he tried to recover. Of course, everybody knows the story. He had a heart attack on the NFL field during a game. But now not only is he helping and taking those strides with the CPR classes, but he's taking strides as far as getting back on the field. He's participating in Bill's OTAs, and he's even going through active practices, not just practicing on the side by himself, but he's going through team drills and wearing the helmet and everything. So this is the next step in the process of him getting back on the field, which is great news. So one of my uh, favorite things is it never should be, uh, you know, something that should be produced or put out there is fake stories. It's not a thing. But it is kind of a funny thing whenever there is a story that gets put out on social media and people start believing it as fact. And Taylor Swift reportedly being seen with Austin Reeves at an Arkansas bar this past weekend. That was a story that got made up and it was fake, but it took off like people started actually believing it was a thing. And I'm like, man, knowing some of my idiot friends that actually are diehard Taylor Swift people... If she was in Arkansas, if they would know about it, and I think everybody would know about it, but the fact that people started thinking that there was actually some truth to that is pretty awesome, and also the fact that it just happened to be Austin Reeves in the state of Arkansas. I don't know what his situation is. I don't know if he's single he, or if he he's taken. He has a girlfriend. Okay, so yeah, then, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he has a girlfriend from, from Arkansas, I believe, or maybe college, but okay. he has a long-term girlfriend that he's huh. been with for a while. Well, if he was single... That would have been, I'm sure, one of those stories they wouldn't have minded being reported as true, but, you know, it's just uh, just speculation at this point in time. But, no, there's no truth to it, but it's amazing the power of social media and how it can spread like wildfire. Jake Paul, it looks like he's uh, expanding his career even more because we know that he started off as a YouTuber. He's been a boxer. He's crossing over into MMA. He just signed a contract with PFL here recently, but... He also is going to star in and produce a combat sports movie. Boxing, MMA, they're part of combat sports. But now it's uh, it's taken the next step for him where he's able to partner with Mandalay Pictures. And here recently, Mandalay Pictures has put out movies such as Air and Big George Foreman. So the blueprint is there for them to make successful movies. And uh, Jake Paul says about Mandalay... He says, I'm thrilled to be partnering with Mandalay Pictures and Wonder Street on my first feature film project. Both companies have a proven track record of producing high-quality content, so he's looking forward to it. 
I thought this was a really cool story. You know, they always say about coaches, and coaches are coaches no matter what the sport is, and that apparently is true for Sean Hill, who grew up following his heart like so many people in Texas, uh, dreaming of being a high school football coach and leading his team to a state championship. But, you know, he had a decade of experience uh, there in Rockwall, just outside of Dallas. Uh, It wasn't working out for him, though. Didn't really uh, have a chance to go and uh, win a state title in football. So instead, he decided to go a different direction and coach the Texas State barbecue team and won a state championship in barbecue. One of the coolest things you'll ever see. There's a state championship for barbecue. It was his 205 Pitmasters Team Smoke, and they ended up winning it in 2023. And uh, one of the great quotes he says when he's comparing football and barbecue, he says, well, the practices smell better, and at the end of it, you get to eat what you work on all day long. So, again, coaches know how to coach, and apparently he is uh, a much better barbecue coach than he is an actual football coach, but a coach nonetheless. Michael Block, the PGA Tour pro who gained some prominence as he played well at the PGA Championship, now he's going to go through the process of trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. And it's going to be 500 golfers that are taking part in these open competitions. U.S. Open has about 60 spots. They're set to uh, compete to try to qualify next week, June 15th through 18th. But not only is Michael Block doing it, but his 18-year-old son, Dylan, is trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. So they're doing that as a father-son duo trying to uh, qualify for the U.S. Open. I don't know what it is about airplanes, but we know that unruly passengers are things that go viral on videos and whatnot. Sometimes it's just unbelievable to see how people are acting. But a new report found that one in every 568 flights worldwide has an unruly passenger incident from the past year. That's up from 835 from the year before. So... They have uh, continued to get more and more people out there. Verbal abuse, drunk people are the main culprits. Uh, but the ones that are non-compliance are smoking and vaping on board, refusing to keep the seatbelts on, baggage issues, getting caught with a carry-on you didn't pay for, and drinking booze you bought at the duty-free store. So lots of incidents there. Folks, just be a nice person and don't worry about being a jerk on the plane and just be respectful of everybody else and everybody will get along. A Florida man who was suspected of DUI, he crashed into a fire hydrant. And upon authorities arriving, of course, they wanted to uh, give him a sobriety test. But he kind of got a little testy with the officers. And at that point, they were going to put him under arrest. And he tried to fight one of the officers as they uh, tried to detain him. So uh, it's not looking good for him. You're going to be charged with a DUI and then trying to uh, batter the authorities. So everything's in combination there is not going to be a good turnout for him but that's what we get from florida man hey miami heat you may not win the national or the nba title this year but you know what you did win you're the only fans capital of the world because you have the most only fan subscribers per capita congratulations you're the real mvps appreciate everybody listening in out of bounds today for joe franklin i am john neighbors same sports show same sports channel tomorrow afternoon stay tuned folks we got drive time sports coming up next this is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just got to have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m.